Queens out there, welcome to another episode of the Wakanami Nation podcast. I'm your host, Isagi, joined by my co-host Hook. What's going on, homie? What's good? What's good? Another day, another podcast. I know, man. We're back, back at it again. Again? I don't, I don't even know what number we're on. It's just they just keep going. I know. I like that. I like that. And we've been getting views. Thank you to all the um, kings and queens of the nation out there. Yes, we officially launched, officially launched Wakaname Nation. By the time y'all hear this episode, we'll probably have like four or five of them out there already because we wanted to, you know, get some stacked up before we started issuing them. Exactly. Get the practice down, you know, so y'all could come at me with all the flames like, hey, man, Hook be sounding horrible sometimes. No, no, no. We practice now. We're we're official now. We, we (laughs) We try to be true to this. Exactly. Even though oh, we you, knew that you're gonna hear all our failures, it's one take, one take. Whatever it is, is what you get, son. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. lying. Please, we we, we, we we going over it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please forgive us when we, you know, make mistakes and everything. But it's all cool because we love y'all though. Um. Anywho, we're gonna get into some good stuff. Being that this is Black History Month, pew, 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 pew. we're gonna. We're gonna cater it to like a little bit more of uh the uh the the black history side of anime, even though there isn't really much, but you know, hey gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Gotta start somewhere. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to launch with lift every voice and say I don't know the later. words. I I just know like the end of some some sentences. Oh, I know most I know all of the first stanza, the second and third, <laughs> y'all can have that. But <laughs> yeah, maybe okay. maybe after afterwards, you know. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when, you, when you heat the voice up a little bit, maybe you'll you'll be able to hit the notes finally. Because sometimes they, you know, oh, I'm sorry, that's how you sound. <laughs> wow, you I'm just sorry. gonna let the people know. Now I'm gonna prove y'all wrong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit y'all with the with with this this voice and lift every voice and sing afterwards. But like Ooh, we were saying, first copyright the, right there. <laughs> I know. Like we were saying, the next few podcasts are gonna be kind of. Um, Black History Month theme, and for this podcast, we're gonna talk about Afro Samurai, which is an anime that's been out there. Um, it's been out there for a while. I encourage you all to look it up, um, do your research, go and watch it. It's only five episodes in the movie. We'll give Samuel you Samuel L. Review. Jackson's in it. I'm just letting you know that he's the voice actor. You got got to watch it. 2007 Samuel L. Jackson. You can't beat that. That's his best time period. Yeah, is is really good. Anyway, we'll, we're going to talk about that, but before we get into that, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, draw your sword or keep it sheath. 
Hook, what type of news we talk about? All right. So in draw your sword, keep it sheathed. Uh, first topic. In light of Black History Month, who is your favorite black anime character? Draw your sword or keep it sheath. Oh, and this is a Black History Month themed question. Thanks, Hook. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> draw my sword on this, man. Word. Um, right. my, yeah. So I want to talk about this. My ah, dang, this is hard. Because I kind of have two. I have two like favorite black characters in anime. There's not a lot to choose from, but Yo Yoroichi Shihoin from bleach mm. come on now she's dope um yeah she's okay. she's amazing and then yeah. i want to say killer b from naruto you know how i feel about naruto that's like so my two favorite characters from time. like like the big three that's what you're saying two characters from the big three you like them yeah yorichi and killer b pretty much like first and foremost our introduction to killer b it's a bit weird because he starts off rapping and your boy sasuke who everyone knows is strong he he shows up with his squad to try and take Killer B out, and Killer B just goes ham. Homie throws up like five, six swords in the air. I don't know, four, whatever it was, and he pretty much mercs everybody. Everybody gets the business, like so much so. Like I remember, the the whole crew that Sasuke was with, they felt fear for like the very first time outside of Orochimaru. They thought it was over, and Killer B was doing all of this. And it was just like a walk in a park for him. So that was dope. And then his relationship he develops with the main character, Naruto, um, and how he teaches him how to control the Nine Tails. How can you hate Killer B? The only thing that's like hard to digest is, yeah, the rapping skills. And I feel like, I feel like they did that on purpose. They were like, you know what? We could make him iconic or we just make him a, a pun or a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was nice though. He, he had eight swords, which was nice. Like they were all in motion. They were like dancing and everything. I was like, okay, all right. And then he started rapping. I was like, oh, not every black character raps. Yeah, it was it was pretty much like a, a I don't know, maybe a Japanese um, pop, K pop type of take on what rap music is. Which is ugh, that part was kind of annoying. Nevertheless, I felt like he was real dope and he had a real good role in the series. It was important. He wasn't just a normal side character. And then Yorichi Shioin, like, she's a side character, but she plays a very important role, too. Like, she starts out as this cat, kind of like, you know, this little Harry Potter animagus type deal or whatever. <laughs> Spring, and, Spring and the Teenage Witch type cat. Yeah. And so we don't, we don't know who she is. And then all of a sudden, her introduction is, like, out of this world. She turns from this cat into this black female woman, and she we find out she's this awesome ninja. And Ichigo was about to die, which is the main character, and she ends up saving this man, saving his life. And not only does she save him, she's like talking down to one of the strongest captains that we know of because she's like clearly stronger than him. And then from that to like all her appearances and fights in the series, she fights against um the the current um captain of the squad for um i don't know the squad force i forgot what they called security force and then when her and keys when they fight against aizen oh my god i mean when i finally saw her bankai i was just like all right i mean she's a little wild you know and you know and it happened to be like he brought him brought her in towards the end but eh. all right those those two two characters i mean since you gave two characters i guess i'll give two characters um first one is piccolo uh, even though he's green, he's black. Mm -hmm. I'm claiming him right here, right now. That whole universe, there. 
the whole world. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm choosing Piccolo. He's uh he stepped in for Goku. You know, r- real stepdad took over. You know, took Jeez. care of Gohan, raised raised him to a grown man in college. You can't you can't find too many black black characters like that out there. So I'm gonna choose Piccolo. I mean, he was pretty strong until you know Cell sort of like nerfed him and like made him realize like, hey, you're not a main character. You 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 can die out here. But after, but after Cell did that, you know, he was like, you know, I'm gonna just sit on the sidelines and watch. Smart move. But ever since then, he's just been sort of like not important. Even even in Dragon Ball Super, even though he was like a smart tactician type character. Um, he just wasn't he wasn't as strong as the main characters, but that's that that's how they do it in, in, in the Dragon Ball Z universe. And then uh my second would be wasn't well I'm I'm gonna choose Huey and Riley Freeman from the Boondocks. Wow. Oh, okay. Love, that's that's different. I'm just saying they were just in, in, influential during my time in, in middle school. Like they that was the show. Everybody watched it, no matter what. Late at late o'clock wow. at night. Hook, you know you're gonna get the people started now. Is, is Boondocks even an anime? Is that are we gonna call that an anime now? It's not. It's not an anime, but I'm, I'm putting it in there. Ain't nobody gonna even take it out. It's already recorded. Uh, we can't take this you're out. Right. So hey, we in there. Right. <laughs> like, who gonna stop history me now? right here? History. We put history in right now. You know. <laughs> I I would just like to distance myself from my my homie, my partner in crime. Uh, his view and opinion does not affect my health. So are, are are you saying it's not it's not important? You seeing like 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 they don't fit in because because you and Riley they're like opposites of each other, but they're like great characters. That's true. You know what? You're, you're right. I think there's all they they are awesome, awesomely written. I would consider them anime characters, but yeah, we're we're gonna talk about it in the future. Yes, yeah, sword skills, cool. gun skills. You know, I'm just letting you know that they, they got skills. You see, you seen that dodgeball game. I know you saw that dodgeball game. Yeah, they, but yeah. He, but I act like you saw that dodgeball game. He was playing zero <laughs> games with them. Exactly. It was the black version of that Hunter Hunter dodgeball. Exactly. Kids flying, getting hit left and right. Grandpa got hurt his back. Like they they went in on that. So yeah, those those are my two favorites. For those of you who are hearing about the Boondocks for the very first time, that's shocking. But if you are, go and check it out. Really good show. It's kind of like the animated, a uh, animated cartoon show of like what the Chappelle show was at the time. Does that is that fair to say? I, I guess yeah. It was it was very intuitive, and they actually talk about real topics at the same time. It's ma- making it like funny at the same time, and also yeah. inside, uh, yeah. we probably gonna talk about this later on in a different episode. So you know, just, I mean, you gonna listen to it either way. This is true. You gonna get you some boondocks. Period. <laughs> All right, next topic. Draw your sword or keep a sheath. Uh, is this season of anime, like, have, have you been engulfed in it yet? Or are you still catching up on past anime? Do you want to draw your sword or keep a sheath? Uh, I'll, I'll keep a sheath. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on. In Disney Plus news, the Proud family has been released. Are, are you watching? Oh, let's draw my sword. The family, family, proud, proud family. I, I still, I still had to sing that whole intro. Still, dog. like that. That's how much I love the proud family. Yo, that show was so dope. Even though I can't sing, I swear I know every like note and word to that intro song. It is amazing. Um, I did not know it was on Disney Plus, so I'm glad you 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 came with it. I'm gonna check that out. I'm on, I'm on episode 13 right now. I don't think I'm stopping anytime soon. Hook, you rewatching everything. 
I be tearing through it, dog. Like it just be background noise for me sometimes. Sometimes it's aren't not. they supposed to be coming out with a new? Um, I thought they were coming out with a new season or episode. I haven't heard Some about that episode. yet. Um, I, I really haven't heard about that yet. I've just been watching what's been out there already. And uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. The thing I've realized since I've been a kid is that I never watched all these episodes in order. So seeing them now, I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. It makes more sense when you watch it sort of in order. You just mm-hmm. sort of watched it whenever it came on. You just had to look out and be like, oh, it comes on today. Let me watch it. And then, like, even then, when they, when they, like, like did reruns, they didn't put them in order. They just put them in whatever, which, which order they felt like putting it out. So it's interesting to see what it's, see what it's like actually in order. Yeah. Good point. Let me hit up my plug so I could get that, that Disney Plus login. Cause you know, I'm not paying for it myself. I got too many other wow. subscriptions out there. But, yeah, I'm going to get on that. All right. All right. So next topic, draw your sword or keep a sheet. Bandai Namco announced this Mobile Suit Gundam mobile game. Mm, keep a sheet. Oh, Let's see. Next topic. Next topic. Draw your sword or keep your sheath. My Hero Academia character's name has been changed and they issue a formal apology. Would you like to draw your sword or keep a sheath? Wow. Wow. Let's. I want to draw my sword. What? Tell me more. When, when did this happen? So, in, in the manga, they they have a character who's more of like the uh, he's he's more the researcher for the for the League of, of Villains, and he's like he's a doctor in an evil, evil in an evil organization. And uh, what's being announced is like a, a large number of readers from China and other countries have pointed out that the name invokes the memories of a tragedy. And even though this character is a dark character, and he's like. And his name uh, means round and fat. It, it reflects on the appearance of a question and character. And uh, it says the historical events, even though they didn't intentionally mean it, they are going to change the role of the character, the, of the doctor, and change his name so that it does. So when it actually does release, that uh, that it won't bring up those memories, and that they wished uh, they went to put out a formal apology for that. Yeah, that's dude. That that is pretty one amazing. That like yeah. Those people in China, I don't even know. I'm going to look into that more after this. But I mean, I read it a while ago, but it's just they officially released it recently. So Mm -hmm. people reading it put it out. Yeah, it's nice that one, all those people had the courage to kind of, I guess, band together and voice their opinion on that. How I guess the creators and the writers of My Hero is responding. Because, I mean, here in the U.S., the same thing happens all the time. I mean, we have a team, a football team, the Washington Redskins. Uh, Redskins is like, it's clearly a racial slur. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are kind of offended. And it's, yeah. it's varying, various opinions on that. But one of the things that I, I respect about my hero is that, like, they actually are taking it serious. And I yeah, mean, like, it's invoking. Name, though, it's it's sort of because like to some people it's offensive and to some it isn't. And the owner Dan Snyder is sort of like he's like I'm not changing it. I've had this name for like forever. Even though I'm I'm, I'm a fan of Washington. As, as but that's as that's the thing with everything, with everything. Like not there's no one group of people on this earth that's monolithic. So you'll have some a word or a phrase that might be offensive to some. And to others, they may not care. They don't care about it, so it's not really right. offensive at all. And, um, and that, that's why I, I think, applaud. Oh, no, that's why I said that's why I yeah. applaud my hero for changing. Exactly. What I do think is like very good and very respectful, and it takes someone of like tremendous like respect for culture and people is 
like the the person that's offending someone has no right to tell the person that's offended how they're supposed to feel <laughs> about this. So yeah, I I think it's awesome. That's pretty good. Thanks for that hook. Look at you. You coming with it this week. And you giving me the choice to choose. Every week, dog. Every week. Unless I feel like hmm. it's a really important topic. All right. Lie. Next topic. Next topic. PS4 consoles sell 108.9 million units worldwide. Do you want to try your sword or keep a sheath? Keep a sheath. Let's let's move on. That's a lot of units, though. Yeah, but everybody. Let's let's go. Relax. All right. Who's buying these things? I mean, if the PlayStation 5 is coming out this holiday season, so, you know, keep an eye out for that. Alexa, let's play Keith at Sheep and move on. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, next topic. Uh, coronavirus delays Nintendo Switch production shipments what? to Japan. You want to draw your sword or keep a sheath? Oh, Maji, there? <laughs> I want to draw my sword. What? What? The coronavirus out here taking out video Where? game companies? Yeah. It, the, the, it says that on, on Thursday that, that the novel coronavirus outbreak is delaying manufacturing of the Joy-Con and that shipping in Japan has been delayed due to the outbreak and they're taking measures to take control of that issue. Mm, mm. So I, I I was told that the coronavirus isn't really serious. Technically, compared to other things like the flu, you, there's other things you should be more concerned about. But if they stop in production of the Nintendo Switch, I'm sorry. That, that that's a major offense. This needs to be taken care of immediately. But think about it. You buying a whole switch, you open it up, bang. Next thing you know, coronavirus dead a week later. I'm like, man, makes me almost scared to buy a switch. Um, but I'm wondering what, 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 what the ones that have the coronavirus, like, are they giving those away for free? Because if so, I'll, I'll take one and take the risk. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go risk it all, all for that switch. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to play Fire Emblem. Guys. Oh, that's Fire Emblem is dope. You, it is dope. I played through that game. I put so many hours into that. It's sickening. And they that's say why. each version, each each house is a different like storyline. Like you, you can play each one and still feel like it's a different game. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> we can move on. Coronavirus out here. Wow, it's doing things. It's doing numbers. I see. Wow, or not doing numbers. <laughs> All right, so uh, Kingdom Hearts. All of one package game collection gets a physical release for March seventeenth in North America. Um, it'll have let's see about twelve, thirteen games, uh, and it's going to be released on March 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 two thousand nineteen. Are you, you planning on, on nah. copying a copy of Kingdom Hearts? Nah, dog, that's a no for me. We could right. keep it sheath. Dang. All right. Next topic. The Iron Fortress of the Cabernet is being added to Crunchyroll in its catalog. Um, you want to you want to hear you want to talk about that? Tuesday, seven PM is being released. Finally, nah, I'm good. Let's keep Damn. the sheath. Uh, all right, Demon Slayer, the novel labels fastest to top one million in circulation. Want to draw your sword or keep a sheath? Mm-hmm. You know, I love me some Demon Slayer. I loves me some Demon Slayer. Nah, but I talk about Demon Slayer a lot. I don't want my, I don't want the people out there, the kings and queens, to come after me. So let's keep this sheath. Dang. But well, I'd like to say, to oh, okay, what, what, go what, what you gonna say? No, no. Put your. Put, I mean, it's not like you're drawing your sword, so you might as well just start start it off. You know, because I'm, I'm gonna go in. You no, know, I just took it out a little bit. I just took it out of the holder a little bit. But I was I'm checking a little bit. Let let know it's real. You know, just let them know. 
but I, I honestly like Demon Slayer is is worth it. It's worth it. The the manga is the is amazing. Like guys, if you haven't started reading the manga, like definitely catch up. It's about to finish. It's actually wrapping up. And one of the things I love about a good show, a good show, and we'll talk about our me and Hook. We're gonna debate our top tens in a future episode, and we probably gonna fight about it. You know, but look, Demon Slayer, they are ending it really well. And to end the show really well, like that's I'm just thinking about Game of Thrones. And I'm just thinking about power. Game of Thrones just, just threw it away. He's like, you know what? Let's yeah. end it. But but Demon Slayer, yeah, it's been really good. I, I like it. Um, even though you said you didn't really, really want to talk about it, you you sure did talk about it. Uh but I ain't gonna, wow. I ain't gonna say that loud uh but yeah i'm 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 glad to see it and i'm glad to see it's not like a long drawn out anime because after a while you see like the same thing over and over again with marginal improvement and you're just like all right like it's okay to let a show in and start a different one but it's nice to know that like even in their time like they ranked they were like on they were training on twitter a couple times and it's like good to see like okay like you see it like you physically see that it's out there and everybody loves it yep all right, and yeah, that, that was the last topic, man. So that wow, thanks. That was that was a real good segment because wow, that was the that coronavirus news. It's, all, it's always good. You, you just don't put it. All right, whatever, man. I'm, I'm offended <laughs> that you say it. this time. It was good. Well, on that note, we'll let's get into some Afro Samurai. So, like I said, this goes. This is starting off our. I guess you can call it Black History segment or of episodes for episodes, yeah. Yeah, for the Wakaname Nation family. And Afro Samurai, it's a, for those of you who don't know, it's a very short um, anime series. Even if you haven't watched anime or many anime series, you can definitely check this out. It's only five episodes and there's a movie afterwards. Um, but basically, it was written by this guy named his name was Takashi Okazaki and he's he's a Japanese manga artist who was I guess he's inspired by a lot of like hip-hop and black culture and stuff like that so he integrates that into many of his um stories that he writes so anywho he wrote this story about um Afro Samurai and look one of the things that I found out um looking into this was that he was actually inspired by this guy named Yusuke, which is a real life um, black samurai. He was the first black samurai that ever existed. And he was the very first foreign born black samurai to my knowledge. So yeah, is bananas. So this guy Yusuke, um, he came to Japan like in the 1500s with some Italian guy. I guess maybe he was a slave, whatever. I'm not sure. Maybe someone who's um, Japanese may be able to please feel free to like clue me in and let me know. I'll do some research myself. But yeah, Yusuke, this black guy, um, he's African born. Many people think many people think he's from Mozambique or like some other country like Ethiopia. But he comes over with this guy and he meets the um, feudal lord at the time. Or, or the warlord, and I think his name was Nobunaga Oda. And through that meeting, um, Oda makes 
um, Yusuke, which is this African guy, his retainer, retainer meaning samurai. So they they trained him and he learned like the arts and skills of being a samurai. And he rose to like the top rank. He rose to like one of the highest ranking and most skilled samurai, like um, I guess like kind of ranks in a very short amount of time. So it, it's a very interesting and compelling story. Um, it's something that I, I'm actually going to look into a little bit more. What do you think about that? How do you feel, Hook? Nah, it's pretty uh pretty interesting to think like of a black samurai in this time period. Um we don't really see too many of those and uh it's, un- it's interesting though in a fact cuz like even though it's like feudal time it's still like a, a futuristic Japan. Like they have like vehicles and things like that and they and like just even like in the plot like it's a system where like there's a number one who who controls all like who who controls everything and then oh. like you're, being, you're, huh? you're talking about in the actual like anime the show oh dang you're not talking about the anime you're talking about the actual no production. yeah the actual he yusuke he was like yeah an actual black samurai in the 1500s oh really uh dang i didn't know that awkward nah that that's what it, yeah basically he met the emperor or feudal lord at the time he came over with some italian guy the guy name was like nobunaga oda and he made him his personal samurai his guard and i guess they're allegedly the guy oda because he was so skilled and he was like tall he was six two at the time he like thought he was like a, a a god and he was so skilled at like the art of a samurai like he was pretty much one of the his most the feudal lord or warlords like most trusted people so that's what this whole story was um inspired by afro samurai apparently so for me like you we don't hear much about actual real life black samurai in general that's not something you'll see in a movie i mean you might might see like a few series on netflix but like this is just this 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 was big during that time so i think it had like two like like, like two two emmy nominations or something like that like so yeah, and then like now we get this show, Afro Samurai, and it's it's pretty good. Like not only did um Takashi Ozaki, um, I believe that's how you say his name, not only did he write this show, but he actually collaborates with like a lot of um American entertainers and artists that we know. One of the main ones being Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. who really shows his stripes in this when he he plays the voice for who we meet um afro Afro samurai and one of his best friend that's traveling with him so first and foremost before we even get into that hook episode one i did not appreciate how that thing started off the the, it it was called the, the black struggle like uh his dad uh co Kotuzaro, what's it? I can't remember his dad's name. I don't know. His dad's name is something. Maybe. But his his dad is the, his the role head is short. man in charge. His role is short, real short. Um, starts with a Af- like his his dad, Afro's dad, gets killed by the by the because his dad has, holds the number one headband, and he's challenged yep. by the guy who holds holds the number two headband. His name's Justice, and it's what like one. I was kind of caught off guard because going into this. All I know, all you know is like, 
you know it's about an Afro samurai. So I see this samurai with this Afro fighting this, this other man. And one has a number one headband. One has the number two headband. So you kind of understand the struggle right then and there. The fight is dope. They going at it. And then yeah. I think the Afro, I think the guy with the Afro is going to win. Because, you know, it's, it's Afro samurai. But exactly. homie, homie gets his head chopped off. So I was, I thought it was like one of these Game of Thrones moments. I was like, <gasps> yeah, I was, I was confused because I was like, I thought, I thought this was supposed to use swords and like, and like uh, Justice was using guns. I was like, wait a minute, Justice, I, I think only supposed to use those. I think, I think this is supposed to be a yes. sword battle, right? <laughs> yes. So I, I was, I was caught off guard, and I thought he was the main character, and I thought they like took him away from us just like that. But come to find out, there was the, a little boy there, and that was the real main character, which was Afro. Yeah, Afro sees his dad's head roll next to him. And, and the last words his dad tells him is, do not avenge me. And I was like, dang. So, so, so if that happened to you, how, how would you feel? Like, like, how would your mentality be shifted, you know? I don't... So for me, I would definitely be traumatized. I would, I would have to go see Ayanla. Where, where where's my Ayanla Van Zant? Where where's is, where's is, where's is she? Where's the elder? Yeah, that's the first thing. I'm I'm like, man, I'm I'm about to go like right now. I forget the training. I'm 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 hitting you up right now. You just gonna have have him roll and kill me like that and then tell me like, hey, live your life. Yeah. And he just just left the boy up there. I w- I would have to see her because like that's traumatizing. You you see your dad's head get chopped off, but. At the same time, I do respect my dad, and my dad words do echo a lot with me. So when my dad says something, I, I I'm not the type of person that I really be like real disobedient because I I do trust my dad. So when he says "Don't avenge me," I probably would have. I don't know. Maybe I would have moved on and struggled with that in my head. But I, I think I, I don't know about that. Yeah, me and Ayala, we would have moved on, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't think I would have um, tried to avenge him, but that's not what Afro does. Afro, he's like, oh nah. He has the number two headband at this point, right? Right, right. And, and he's and he runs away from everybody because he's trying to keep it so that he can challenge the number, challenge justice number one whenever he gets it, exactly. whenever he grows up. Yeah. So homeboy justice, he just oh, <laughs> justice basically told him when you get strong enough, come and find me, and. I guess we know. Like, from... You didn't hear what his dad just told him. Like he said, "Don't." And then he's like, "Nah, nah. You, you, you can get these hands too." It, it was, it was kind of bad. But at that point, I was kind of, I was like, "Wow, this is starting good." Y'all know how to capture. Y'all know how to draw us in because y'all gave us a nice, good fight with some drama. Something unexpected happened, and it then was brutal, dog. Like, that was a brutal way to to get introduced to the show. Not right. I mean, it was, it was different. Normally, I'm used to my anime having flowers and stuff in it, you know, you know, making me feel all warm inside. This one, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, this is how life yep. really is out here. Yeah, I knew immediately this was not going to be any fairy tale story. I mean, the animation Pun was different, it. though. It was very sharp, and it, they, they used very dark colors to show how, like, gray and, and cold it was, and you could feel it. Good point. So then we moved from the, we found out that's the past and we moved to the present and Afro, he's grown up and he's walking around and he has this white headband on that says number two. And we see him like, he's being followed around by, I guess, his best friend at the time. 
Um, what did his best friend? What's his best friend's name? Ninja Ninja. <laughs> Ninja Ninja. I'm not even gonna tell you what I'm thinking now. But <laughs> wow. The Ninja Ninja is following Afro around. Afro um they use this bar scene to kind of frame the story and explain the nature or the time that they're living in. So basically everyone in the world, um, or there's this legend that if to become a god, you have to get the number one headband. The only way to challenge someone and fight someone for the number one headband is to have the number two headband. However, anybody can challenge the number two headband for a fight. So once again, the only person that can challenge the person that's number one is number two. But anyone in the world can challenge number two. So the nature of this universe is everybody, everybody going after the person with number two, which is Afro at this point. It's, it's like almost a challenge. Like you just got to stay alive and then to just get your opportunity. And I was just like, man, that's a that's a hard system because like, if I was number one, I'd be like, man, you got to find me. Like, you, you got to fight for the rest of your life. I already got my position. Would you still be trying to avenge your dad at that point? Because th- th- this is tough. After all, after the numerous amounts of fights, the blood I've shed, after a while, I think, I mean, Afro became numb to it. He was just like, yeah, this is just the way of life. Like, to kill or, to kill or be killed. Anywho, yeah, Afro, he, he goes to this bar. He pretty much almost kills this one guy that challenges him. I think he's weak because he's like this skinny guy with an afro. So that happens. Yeah, everybody in that bar is like, hey, man, I got this. Like, I, nah, I'm going to get this number two headband. Now nah, I'm going to get this number two headband. And then, like, it doesn't really work out. They all, <laughs> exactly. like, after the first one gets hit, he's like, you know what? Maybe, like, you, you, you good. You can just take it and go. Yeah. They be like, they like, nah, this ain't worth it. So after he leaves the bar, he gets into another fight. But this time, the guy he gets into a fight with, he kind of looks like he about that life. And homie had like, did he have like grenades and or yeah? Uh, no, nah, he, he, he was shooting like stakes, like and he was like shooting like stakes, like a machine gun type thing. Yeah, and his homie Ninja Ninja is on the side, like, nah, you don't want to fight this man. You don't want to fight this man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he yeah. about. He might, he might actually kill you. Yeah, it's, it, he's funny. He's like, he's like a comic relief during this like serious fight. Like, otherwise, you just have two people just killing each other. But he's on the side, like, "Hey, man, come on, man." <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, this fight is taking place, and then we find out there's these other two guys that's like watching and been following Afro this whole time. I knew this was gonna be foul when the guy took out his like I don't know arrows or whatever he had, and he started shooting them at Afro and obviously poisons on it that's the only way they could take afro out afro gets hit with the arrow he didn't realize it was poison on it and your boy pretty much dies are you talking about afro no no no. he ends up like he 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 kills the next challenger but like he realizes that like his body's off because he's like oh i got grazed by by one of these little little stick arrows type thing and then obviously like the next guy comes he's like all right i'm ready to fight i'm just like oh man i was kind of thrown off because like, yeah, he kills this guy, and then the people that were following him, since Afro has the number two headband, they're like, let's try and take it since he's weak. And Afro almost dies there, but he survives. And then he's like, he's, we find out, and this is like moving on into the next episode, <laughs> he's like kind of saved by, and I'm thinking his best friend Ninja Ninja gonna save him. Nah. Ninja Ninja, I, I, I don't understand this guy at all, but 
turns out he's saved by this like fine looking lady named Okiku or whatever. And oh. she's like nursing him back to health. And hey, you know, if I ever if I ever fall off a river a riverbank and somebody saves me, I want her to save me and take care of me. Her her, her big old titties. I her mean, big old titties. Speaking of big old, speaking of big old titties, bruh, I, I don't know. I feel like in like anime, there's this like obsession with any type of female character or woman they try to portray as being like sexy or fine. She always got big titties, but they always miss out on a fat ass. Always. <laughs> always. And I don't I mean, understand. Is that a is that like an Afrocentric thing? Like loving a fat ass? I don't understand. I, 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 it might be true because like I don't know. Depending on where you're at, like you, everybody, well, basically in, in Japanese culture, like they're always fascinated with like big boobs. Like that's that's all they look for. I was like, all right, yeah. it's a simple simple thing, I guess. Yeah. Hey, it's better for me, you know. I was like, all right, you stay over there, you just take yours, and I have all the rest to me, you know. Shit, that's even. That's a good trade. I guess. But why are we bringing all that up? You guys are like, what? What's going on? What's going on with Hook? Oh, he's signing right now, but. We're bringing it up because she's nursing Afro to health. And Ninja Ninja, who's voiced by Samuel L. Jackson, he like going off. He like, oh, that girl, this this girl fine. He's like, I know you're a samurai and everything, but you just gonna let her heal you? You you ain't gonna hit that? He's like, you got you ain't gonna hit that? Yeah, so, I was like, man, all right, that's 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 real. Um and then, you know, after a while, once he gets his energy back, hey, that's the first thing he does. He's like, All right, well. Let me uh let me take care of you. And yeah, he, he took care of her. But you know what? <laughs> the crazy thing is, we find out, like many, many anime, that Okiku ain't who she says she is. I mean, she no, she she she's a healer. She, you know, takes care of him, but she's also an assassin trying to turn take all of Afro's uh memories and movements so that like they can they can defeat Afro. Like she's part of the the, the the group that's trying to take Afro out. So I'm not gonna lie, I was scared for Afro, bruh. Because when they when they had that scene, I guess with him and her, they were like having sex or doing it or whatever. She took out of her it was very kill bill esque. She took out of her hair like a a hairpin and out the other end of the air hairpin was like a, a blade. Yeah, I was so like, dang, like, oh. Afro, this how you get done in like this, Afro? Like, this this going to be a <laughs> short film right here, Afro, because you ain't paying attention. But Afro, he's like, man, I'm putting in work. Don't worry about me. I got this. And she changed that's her mind. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I don't know what Okiku, what, I don't know. He put something in her, but she dropped that thing, and he, he changed her whole mind. And she, she was, was like, like you know nah. what? We should just run away and be safe. Get this whole life. <laughs> I was like, dang, what, what exactly. Afro doing? What? Exactly. So yeah, she she's supposed to be one of the disciples of the the clan or the the group of people that have been following Afro around, and like Hook, like you were saying earlier, you said like they were siphoning his memories, and when Afro was hurt, we get a glimpse into his past. So what happened after his dad like died or passed away after he saw his dad like get his head chopped off? Yeah, after that, he, he took the number two headband for himself so that he could, like, save it. And as he's running away, people are chasing him. And then uh, eventually they catch him, and they sort of beat him up, and he almost dies. But uh, he runs into this, uh, I wouldn't, it's not, it's, a, it's not really a foster home. It's a, uh, it's more of a dojo of training swordsmen. And they take him in, heal him up, and teach him the way of the swordsman. 
and like yeah. after that like you realize like the story is deeper than that because like somehow he gets the number two headband back yeah like that scene where he gets into a fight and he gets the number two headband stolen like what what you, what you thought about that like with the whole he's carrying around his dad's Head. Yeah, he's carrying on his dad's head and his body, and he's just yeah. like, "Man, I gotta." <laughs> that was yeah. weird, but it's, I don't it's, know. It, Would I mean, you do that? Was... Would you do? I that? mean, it's it's a form. I mean, he's he's in the culture where like the body is important, and you got to lay it to rest properly, or else the spirit can't rest. So he understands oh, so that. You, has... You're saying if you were in that culture, you you carry your dad head around, possibly. Oh no, I'm letting pops know. Wow. You you really just gonna leave him there? Like I'm sorry, I'm I'm a little boy. I can't carry you. You just gotta stay here. Wow, wow. I, well, you know, I'll dig a little hole, dig a little hole, put him in, get a little grave marker, put it have there. Some, have but, some like coyotes or something, dig him out and just start eating his bones, huh? That, that's how you feel. Hey, they call it the circle of life in in some places. Wow. Okay. But let me tell you, ain't no way I'm carrying around no dead person head. I don't care who who it is. I'm not carrying around no head, but nah, yeah, that was crazy. Like that whole thing was just bananas. But yeah, at a dojo, he he's learning how to fight, and there's other kids there too, which comes into play later on. So that was that was pretty cool. So yeah, Okiku, she's learning about all this and figuring out how his train, how he was trained, and um, what basically how he became the fighter that he is. And his, we get a little glimpse into his like even his sensei his sensei tells him not to embark on this like path of revenge or something like that you know being being afro just like you hook he like nah i gotta avenge my dad forget that so yeah we move move on from that back to the present day and the people that okiku was working for they come to collect her head and Afro's as well. And once again, Afro is put in a near-death situation, kind of? Or not really? Ki- Okiku just dies. Well, yeah, because yeah, she, she ends up like like putting her life on the line so that he could survive and actually like fight off the organization that's trying to take him off. Like She's like, I love you. You know, you can you, you, you live on for us. And I'm just like, dang. Well, well, she, well, she, well, she's sort of trapped. She can't leave no matter what. Like, she's part of the group. And once she's, she's betrayed them, she has to die no matter what. Yeah. And then your boy Ninja Ninja, he just sitting there commentating. And I'm like, bro, are you going to help him out? Ninja Ninja is smart. He's like, man, it don't even involve me. Let me stay out of this. I'm just I'm just accommodating my friend. Yeah. It, I love like that comment he made. He's like, yo, just when you started like basically clapping him cheeks, all all this stuff just burned and went to hell. He said, you got it. That got to suck. So pretty much they move on from that. And Afro is upset at this point. He's like, I had enough. So they killed Okiku. He's upset. And he goes for revenge, finally. And he finds, I guess, the location or the, the hangout for all the that that group that was targeting him, their base. And he's he's just ready to fight. So, <laughs> yeah. They, they, like, build a machine using the memories that okiku stole from him yeah it was weird i was like but 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 we end up finding out the group's name is called called the empty seven and they're just their main point is to collect the number two headbands so they so that they can actually like fight the number one without without, with their machinery and everything 
So they use the memory to create the Afro droid, and the Afro droid is supposed to be better than Afro because he's faster, stronger, and more agile. And it's, it's in a way where Afro is not able to fight. <laughs> ninja, ninja, when they are walking up to him, you know what any black person say? Oh, hell no! Nah. <laughs> he's like, you there's another it. person with an Afro. Like, ain't no yeah. way. He said, "Oh, hell no! What what this is hell?" He's like, is that you? Is that you or not? And yeah, once again, Afro looked like he about to lose this fight on this bridge. He remembers, I guess, what his sensei told him, which is something like, I don't know, close your eye and like just let your moves flow. And yeah, Afro pretty much beats his machine, the machine version of himself. Yeah. And he just goes on a rampage. And, and that's crazy. Like he's like, he's able to like hone in his skills and just to stop thinking and just be like, all right, now I just got to attack. And just, you know, two, I, I think he finished him with like, like a two hand style, right? Yeah, it was, it was something like that. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how he finished it, but I, all I know is like he blew up and, and like Afro put him in, in, in the river and then he just blew up because he lost. And I was just like, all right, Afro out here, you know, he handling things. And he pretty much he, from there. I mean, I think that was his strongest opponent himself. Basically. That episode, at least. He watched everybody else. Pretty much. It's, it's like their their whole like like the, the MT7, their whole thing is just to keep throwing bodies at him until he finally gets tired and then you know once we wear him down eventually somebody should win because they i think they hired like two of the top two assassins and after the top two assassins saw his form and everything they were like yeah we can't beat that like it's just just hurt but throw an afro droid let him do the work because we we can't we can't like be up with that so far what was your were you loving this or nah this anime series so far at this point um, I, I kept watching. I just wanted to understand more of how Afro got the number two headband. So I was like, all right, let me keep watching. Like, it's Afro Samurai. Like, he out here, like, you still see, like, all these fight scenes where, like, there's blood and there's guts, there's action. I'm just like, all right, I'm hooked. Like, let me just see how it, it feels. Like, let me see how, how it ends. For me, I was... So there were some things that went by that, like, weren't really explained, but I kind of, like, understood. It's five episodes, and I'm like, okay, maybe they don't have a lot of time. So, yeah, I kind of moved on and, like, shrugged some things off because I still didn't understand, like, what time period they were living in where they had these machines and, like, all these people with missiles and grenade launchers and Afro still walking around with his sword. Yeah, it was a little confusing because, like, it, it it wasn't like I don't think it was a time period for. It. I think it was just like a mix of everything. Because in that feudal time, they didn't have like like machines like that or androids. So it's sort of like a futuristic olden time. Like like it's probably like some time in the future, and then they had like some some type of apocalypse maybe, and they just starting to restart all over again. So mm. it was it was a mixed time period. It wasn't like one set time where you knew. Yeah, but I was at the very least, I I'm entertained. I was entertained. And let me tell you, there's a lot of anime out there I haven't watched, and I've tried to get up to episode five to figure out like what was going on. But yeah, Afro he he beats this machine, and he gets to this like he, I'm thinking he's gonna fight the number one hero, and this guy shows up with this like teddy bear on his face as a mask. Yeah, I'm like, man, that's a cool face, though. Like, I, I think I would rock that if I was a samurai. I'm like, yeah, I, let, let me get that teddy bear face. Yep. 
and like yeah he's fighting and i actually thought i I didn't know what was going on like he wasn't really fighting back afro was just like dodging and you hear ninja ninja in the background like you need to fight back you need to fight back don't let him kill you then we get another flashback which was dope yeah, so, this is when when Afro fully commits to, to taking his his choice of revenge, and this is the lesson he learns from like learning what what, what like re, like revenge is. So it cuts back to like Afro learning from his swordmaster, and Afro sort of figures out that who, who has the number two headband. So like his swordmaster is like, all right, follow me if you want to, if you really want to know, if you really want to walk down this path of revenge. So his swordmaster goes out to some top of some hill. And well, no, I think Afro heard a rumor for he's like he heard a rumor from somebody saying like, oh yeah, the swordmaster mm-hmm. is using the kids to sort of protect him so that he can keep his number two headband. And Afro was like, mm-hmm. hmm? me, I'm I'm protecting the number two. I didn't even know it. So he follows the swordmaster to the top of a hill. And he's like, all right, this is what what revenge is. And there's this big fight because everybody want, everybody's coming at the swordmaster all at once. And Afro was like, all right, if I want this this headband, I got to fight too. So this is a big fight of like everyone, like Afro, the people, and also the Swordmaster. But what Afro doesn't realize is that Gino and all the rest of the uh, sword sword students, the students, yep. have followed They're him. Sort of like, disciples. Right, because they're, they're trying to pull him away, and they don't like, you don't need to do this this revenge life. But all the students get wrapped up in the actual battle, and they start dying left and right. Like, Gino takes a sword to the back. Um, I can't even remember the names. The little girl with the, with the teddy bear. She had a teddy bear with her. She yeah. she gets stabbed. She's killed. I'm just like, man, this is uh, G- Gino was his best friend or his brother who was like, yeah, it, it was his brother. They they, they consider themselves brothers. Yeah, and... Sasuke was one of the other the guys that were there. And then the little girl. Yeah, all of that. All of that. <laughs> pretty much last person that's left is afro and, and the sword master and you know afro beat the master he got his number two headband and then like jeno as he's as he's raising up he's like you you sold us all out for this headband and you killed the sword master and then he falls off a cliff and i'm just like dang Wait, all right was it just me though or i thought like his his sensei didn't really fight back like that last little bout that him and afro had like he had a sword and he raised it up. He told Afro, he's like, come get it. But, like, he didn't do anything. Or was they trying to show that Afro was too fast? I think, I think from my perspective, I think Afro was too fast. Because I don't think the Swordmaster would, would willingly do all that fighting. Or maybe he just gave up because he lost all his students. I don't know. It's never really explained. Like, all you see is the head. Like, he didn't really move the sword from that. Like, it was a flash. And you just saw he didn't really move. But they changed the camera angle. So you don't know if it really moved or not. Yeah, I thought he was fighting just because all those people were there to get a number two headband and endangering the students. So he had to kill all them. And then at the end, I, I just interpreted it as, hey, I told you not to embark on this path, but he couldn't bring himself to kill Afro. So Afro just took him out. Maybe. I I'm, I, I don't know. When I watched it, I was like, did he did he just let him have it or did he just or was he just slow? I was like, I don't know. Um, let me not question this. Afro won. He has a number two headband. Let's keep it moving. But yeah, so that's how Afro knows the the guy with the, with the teddy bear mask is because it was his brother Geno when he when he first started on this path of revenge. And Geno isn't like really human anymore. He's more android than anything else because he has all these wires and things hooked up to him from the battle because he almost died. And the empty yeah. seven clan just brought kept him alive. So the the group that was following Afro. 
all this time, they somehow found Gino's body way back then. And they pretty much put them together using, like, machines. Yeah, because it was stated even in the movie that, like, the doctors there, they they knew how to save him, but they knew it wasn't moral to save him. They knew it was easier to let him go. So they knew that he would push the boundaries and keep him alive and use that 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 madness that he had, that uh, that fury, that that Afro sort, like got rid of them so they could get the number two headband to use his fire mm-hmm. to so that they could like get like get the number two headband for themselves. So they were using they were using Geno himself anyway. Got it. I mean, I will say this: I can definitely understand why Geno was upset, and I can understand why he was mad with Afro. Like, Afro came there, and Afro's just been on, like, he was on that revenge tip the whole time. And they fought together, they trained together, I mean, they ate together, all that. And then Afro, still consumed by revenge, like, ended up killing their, like, sensei. And this whole battle that they were involved in with this number two headband ended up getting pretty much their entire, all their, like, siblings, sibling disciples, I guess you could call them, killed. So yeah, when when Gino revealed himself to be inside of that teddy bear, I definitely understood. I will say this: something I didn't see coming. Ninja Ninja had his moment. I guess. I mean, we well, plot twist. Ninja, <laughs> plot twist, but not plot twist. Ninja Ninja, Ninja. like we we open up this episode, and I think it was the last episode or the yeah for, to the, right before he defeated. Or right before him and Gino like get into the, the the crooks like the big part of their fight, Ninja Ninja is dying or he gets slashed or whatever, and I'm like, what's going on? How does happen? And like, like you said, how many fights? And that boy ain't never been like hurt. He's just been like, I'm like, all right. And he's never gotten in the middle of it, and then we found out Ninja Ninja ain't even real. It, it's it's his imagination that the cute afro sort of sane through his journey on this revenge but afro knows that he has to give give up on his imaginary friend in order to find out a way to beat gino because gino putting in that work like he he breaking ribs he he putting in he, he giving afro some damage and afro knows he he has to win or else it's it's over so that was that was that was crazy that was bananas like i didn't see that coming but it made sense in retrospect, thinking about it. I'm like, yo, I've never seen this guy Gino, like, not Gino, but Ninja Ninja, interact with any other character. Any physical Other object. than, exactly. The only one was Afro. So that was interesting. But yeah, he he basically ends up killing his imagination of his best friend. Exactly. And then he wins. He's, next, you know, he, he, he hits him in the back. Of, well, he takes out, like, an important part of his machine cracks his spine he's like all right well that's that's the fight right there like it was easy right after that i was like dang all right after you've been holding it back you've been holding back on everybody but he gets to the boss the biggest boss just homie that was holding the number one headband now hold up you realize afro hasn't taken no break he's taken he's been taking like fights for days and 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 this boy justice has just been sitting on top just chilling that's waiting. true and he fought this like robot that was I don't even know the purpose of this last robot. Yeah, it was. I was like, all right, yeah, like Afro just going through him. Yeah, they ended up in this guy fighting, and he was like parrying the blade from the robot. And... Yeah, yeah, because it was it was the Afro droid. It came back, like it, even though it blew up, it wasn't fully destroyed. So he had to finish it off finally. 
Yeah, it was it was a lot. So he's he, Homie went through all of this, and now he goes to fight the number one hero. So in my mind, I'm just like, I have a bad feeling like this is not gonna end the way I want it to. And Justice, I mean, he looks like he ain't lose a sl- a step. I mean, he looked older. True, true. But his skills, I mean, he pulled out that gun and everything, and he was he was going at Afro. He was going at it. One of the things he did acknowledge is he he claimed a number one headband because he thought he w- would become a god. But I guess he's just addicted to fighting. And he said, to become a god, I need all the headbands. So I want yours as well. Pretty much. And he has a, like, a whole, a whole bunch of collection of headbands. And I'm just like, where all these headbands come from? Let me tell you, though. Afro's Afro saved him that fight because I thought homie was dead. Me too. Yeah, Afro pretty much took him out. And then Justice did some crap where he had some spike come up out of the ground. And it impelled Afro and had Afro like impelled in the air. Like I'm I'm like, dang, did it get him in the head? It's crazy. Uh, But you see the blood coming down. I'm just like, okay, he probably really got him. All right. I know. But it was just, he scraped, he grazed the top of his head. But that Afro was holding it in place. Yo, I, I think after that, I grew an afro after this. Like, you know, it's going to save my life one day when I'm out here in these streets. You know, might might get a spike thrown at me. You know, need the afro to protect me, make it look like I got hit. I'll play like I'm dead. Come back. Bang. He out. Just like that. Yo, for real, though. But not nah, like that afro saved his life. And then he's a, he ends up accomplishing his goal, which was revenging his dad and getting that number one headband but one thing i did notice is that like justice has three arms and he and he that i think that's how he beat afro's dad the first time was like he had those guns and then like in that flash he pulled out that third arm and surprised afro's dad and cut off his head that that, that didn't work because afro saw that the first time when he was a boy he's like oh he does have that third arm ready to and he tried it again justice tried it again and afro cut all three of the arms off it's like yeah all right no that, that was that was a good point because in that very first episode when um, Afro's dad and Justice were fighting, I honestly thought that Afro's dad was giving Justice work. And then somehow, like that, like you said, that arm came off. I didn't even notice the arm. No, I, I, don't, think the- know- I don't think they showed it, really. Like, it was like yeah. a flash, so you didn't see what really happened. Yeah, and you just saw homie head was gone. I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> just, oh, my God. Y'all, this is what we doing now? I see this is what we doing now. First episode. Yeah, Af- Afro got him back that time. And it made sense. I was like, dang, Afro, it took you this long. But you finally you finally avenged your dad. Now you can sleep restfully, even though I thought he was already resting peacefully. So. But the crazy thing is he walks out. <laughs> he walks out. They show this like scene at the end where he walks out and um we see his his best friend there, who apparently didn't die. Oh no, I I think some time had passed, so they are they already healed back up. So he, like, oh, when they okay, fought the okay, first okay. time, or when they fought that last time, it was only because he damaged his, uh, damaged something where he needed. So the, because uh, because all, all the empty Seven Clan didn't die, the the doctor still survived. So he just repaired him. He was like, all right, you got to finish this off. Like, you got to revenge my my brothers and everything. Got it. So yeah, he walks out, and Gino's right there with the number two headband and a bunch of other headbands, and he's like, "Yo, Afro, let's go." And Afro's like, "I'm gonna kill you all over again." And that's pretty much where it ends um, before the movie takes off. But what I guess what do you think about the overall um, art or the overarching message of the series? Revenge pays. If somebody kills you, 
kill, kill somebody important to you, you just got to kill him back. Kill everyone back. Um, but no, in all seriousness. <laughs> I was uh, like, wait, what? I said, wait, what? That was different. It's best to just leave all sorts of, of, of fighting alone because you're going to end up alone. That's that's what you. That's what I realized. Yeah. Basically, like that, that whole cycle of revenge that he was on, he lost everything. Everything. All his, like, his brothers, his sisters, like his siblings. His dad died because of the system he was in. But, I mean, his dad even told him, don't avenge me. And then... I mean, he, he, the one quote unquote friend we thought he had, which was Ninja Ninja, he ended up having to like kill that like relationship or sever that relationship. Dang. Not sure what that even means because Ninja Ninja was fake. It was a part of him and he had to kill a part of himself to finish off this revenge. He had to kill basically everyone around him. Yeah. And he ended up even losing o- Okiku and. <laughs> Yeah, he he liked her, and apparently she liked him enough that she ain't stab his neck in with that that blade that she had that she took out of her hair. So yeah, he pretty much lost everything, and I just find myself like wondering, like, is it worth? Was it worth it to be in the position that he was in? Like he did all that. He's this legendary fighter, but was it really worth it though? To me, no. He he lost too much. He had to sacrifice too much and lose even a part of himself. Like even though he, he went through like, like like this whole traumatic experience and it sort of put him on this path, it it wasn't worth it because I, I wouldn't want to have to do all this fighting, do all this, and not really like he di- he didn't have a love. He didn't have anything. Like all he had was himself and his sword and a headband. Yeah, that brings more violence to you. Pretty much. And it's like if you put it if you put it on a scale and you weigh it, like the amount of hurt he had from like watching that traumatic experience with his dad, if you have that and you put it to the amount of I guess gratis um gratification he got from actually avenging him, I don't I think like he still has a lot more of that hate and unresolved like hurt left over. And then, in addition to the hurt with his dad, because of his, the journey he went on, he has all those other layers of, like, hurt and, like, disappointments and severed relationships just adding on top of that. So Pretty much, yeah. So it's just, like, it's not worth it. Like, he, yeah. he lost more than he gained. Like, even though he mentally closed one door, it, it led to many doors opening up that didn't need to be opened. Yep. So they definitely drove home their point in five episodes, which is something that a lot of other anime can't do in 50. So, anywho. So, I I guess with that, yeah, we could pretty much wrap this up overall. How do you rank this? Did you like this anime? Did you enjoy this? How would you rank it on our scale? I, I liked it. Um, I'd put it more at a, a Jonin level. Uh, I feel like it was really good. It was amazing. Um, it just had. It, it's, I don't think it's just for everyone. That's what I think it is because it's it's a little gory. So I don't know if everybody's into that. If you are, then you'll you'll actually like it. But I know some people don't like to see all that. Yeah, I'm at like high tuning, low joning level. I'm, I'm gonna say high tuning only because there there were like some there was a lot of like things that were not explained and kind of like skimmed over. But I think that was mainly because of all of the basically it was like wrapped up in five episodes yeah it wasn't a lot to get into too much detail without losing too much exactly but i think it's a really good anime for the culture i think people like it 
if it's only five episodes once again um and the episodes are like 30 minutes long so yeah i like it i think it was, it was pretty good but like you said it's not for everybody it's gory it's a lot going on right. especially with ninja ninjas like commentary but samuel L. jackson yeah samuel L. jackson is an actor you you i'm shocked he actually put in work for this i didn't know he he had like a broad base like that yeah to to do two voices he did both ninja ninja's voice and afro's voice as well so that was pretty cool and with that said i guess we're done with our first black history month segment for our podcast yes yes we got a lot coming we got a lot coming so i need y'all to keep tuning in we're gonna have a lot discussions thanks to all you kings and queens for listening to get more of the Wakanami Nation podcast by your boys, Hisagi and Hook, join the nation by hitting that subscribe button and check us out on Twitter and the gram. Peace. Sing a song full of the faith path, the dark past has taught us. Sing a song. Full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory.